Hey there, everybody. Uh, just a quick note from the scholar while editing this podcast. This one may seem a little bit weird uh, just because of the way that we've cut up the episode and edited it into what you're hearing in your eardrums now. So if there's a little bit of weirdness and it seems like we're a little bit out of sync, it's because we are a little bit about out of sync while recording this. Uh, you'll hear in just a few minutes here... Uh, what is our attempt to memorialize Jonathan Rensler? Uh, we discovered during the podcast, uh, while we were actually finishing the podcast, that uh, Mr. Rensler had passed away. So that's what you're going to hear first, and then we'll get into the episode. Just wanted to give you guys a heads up. Uh, there is a link to the StarWars.com article on Mr. Rensler. Just wanted to say one final rest in peace, Jonathan Rensler. Thanks, guys, and enjoy the show. You're hearing this piece of the episode. We're actually recording this last. Um, while we were recording, um, we saw an article. Um, IO9 and Gizmodo published an article today um, from much earlier in the day. Um, but if you are a Star Wars fan, um, like we are, um, you probably know the name J.W. Rensler um, or Jonathan Rensler. Or if you don't know the name, um, most of us know the making of Star Wars books. Um, so these were the books that would come out when the new movies would come out. He did the making of Indiana Jones too. Um, but these were awesome, awesome, awesome books that generally were like behind the scenes, um, where he would show like how a character evolved, how a planet evolved. Um, just kind of gives you a back, like a, a bird's eye view into the production of these shows and movies. Um, and J.W. Rensler has had pancreatic cancer. Um, yeah. and he he uh, had made that public earlier this month uh, or last month, excuse me. Um, unfortunately, um, J.W. Rensler passed away today. Um, and it is very unfortunate. Um, we are really saddened by his loss. Um, fantastic author. One of the people who made me really fall in love with Star Wars, um, seeing how Star Wars kind of evolves and how it's made. Um, seeing how these characters, you know, how a little idea can be birthed into something so cool and how it evolves into something. Uh, just just wanted to say rest in peace to Jonathan Rensler, uh, truly fantastic author, and from all appearances, fantastic guy. Um, so we wanted to put that in He's here. Become one with the Force. You will not hear us we'll reference again. You won't, you won't hear us reference this during the episode because we did not know this um, until just now. Um, so, just so wanted to hear a rant about Inside the Magic and then something actually serious. But uh, we hope you guys enjoy the episode and thank you guys for listening. And we'll see you inside the episode.
The fourth time is the charm. The fourth time is the charm. All well, right. so we hope. We'll see. We will indeed see what happens. Let's try that again. Good evening, sir. How are you? Hello there. I am. I am here still. <laughs> the that's that's it. That's the best we can do. Man, what a day! What a day! What a day! Well, I, I think we'll just go ahead and and we'll call what just happened the lost uh, episodes of House of Nerd, or the lost episode of House of Nerd, and just go ahead and, and welcome. Bad Batch episode fourteen point five. <laughs> Welcome to point five. Welcome to the actual point. Uh, you got me saying point five now. Ha, to the point zero. Well, we're we're actually. That was the beta version. We can say it this way: we are in the final countdown for Bad Batch, and we're Indeed. in the final final countdown. arc. We're in the final countdown of season one of our podcast, um, because one of us finally got off their ass and went and renumbered all of our podcasts back to uh, season one. So, Ooh, spoiler alert. It was spoiler not alert. Well, the Stark had no stake in this. I can tell you that it wasn't as hard as I'm going to make it sound, but it was, in fact, I, I am pleased we have, we have consistency now of our naming and our numbering scheme and podcasts. But... So the new fans will not be confused. No, no. If you're listening, if you're just joining us at this point, you likely have no idea what I'm talking about. Because um, <laughs> you have, because you have seen the only new numbering scheme, and that's okay. Because that was the goal, is was was to make this more easily understandable for those of uh, those of you that are just joining us. Well, I guess we should we should probably go ahead and, and welcome the people to the House of Nerd. Um, welcome. The, you found your own special little corner of the internet where we bitch and whine and moan. Actually, we don't really do any of those things normally. Uh, normally, we well, it's a mixture. All political conversations beg to differ. It's a mixture, I will say. Um, it depends on what you define as bitching, whining, and moaning. <laughs> Well, it's actually a good week if you do not like the political rantings because we really only have one political thing to talk about this week. Um, and we have something really, really cool to talk about other than this week's Bad Batch episode, um, which is exciting and expensive and probably something that I will never get to do. But it's fun to look at. And that in and of itself makes it worth talking about. Um, I have no idea what we're talking about, but I'm excited. I know. I like to surprise the snark. Um, so this week, uh, we're going to talk about one political thing related to the Disney universe. Uh, we're going to talk about one non-political thing related to the Disney universe. Um, first of all, snark, and I, I know where you're going to go with this, um, so I'm going to tee you up, and, and hopefully you have something for, <laughs> for the peoples here. Um, Disney World is now requiring fans who attend Disney World to wear masks again. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that would be good. the reaction. <laughs> good, good. They're a private business. They can do what they want and uh, get vaccinated. <laughs> mm. Well, is there, is there a PSA for the day? 
that that is indeed that's the purpose of why we're we're talking about this. Even um, Lindsey Graham says being vaccinated is important, and we all know how much of a sycophant he is. So, you know, I felt bad for Lindsey Graham's boyfriend and this whole you know situation because here he is just unknowingly getting exposed to COVID by dating Lady G, and you know he just it's just not fair. It's not fair to that poor young man because mm. that person does not deserve COVID. He has um, such a bright future. If you don't know what we're talking about... Um, I'm not sure I know what we're talking about. I just know I, what Graham said, that he was glad he uh, had the vaccine since he caught COVID. It made it suck less. Hmm. It's almost as if you should have gotten the vaccine in the first place. Mm. Maybe we could have avoided all this bullshit. Well... Speaking as someone whose honeymoon has still not yet happened and really doesn't want to cancel it for the fourth time, wear your fucking mask and get the oh, vaccine. Oh, no. Masks don't work. I keep hearing masks don't work. It's weird that, I don't know, that mm. we somehow seem to have had a lot less of the flu and colds and all kinds of other stuff because mm. we're wearing masks and socially distancing. It's funny and how that washing our way. fucking hands. Like, <laughs> No, it's good. I had this conversation with uh, with an individual this this week over a child's birthday party, mm. <laughs> and it was like, "Well, that's just because they're labeling the flu as COVID." No, no, it's not. It's because people are washing their hands, doing basic hygiene. People are fucking nasty. They're mm-hmm. doing basic hygiene, wearing masks, socially distancing, and staying the fuck home. At least fifty percent of the population is doing that. So, yeah, you're going to have less of the flu. I, duh. No, no, no. It's because they're like all diseases are now COVID. You're, no, I, I said I, no. I actually said very specifically, uh, which Fox News anchor parroted that to you? Mm. Well, I didn't get that from Fox News. OK, well, then then where? No source. Mm-hmm. Sounds like Fox News to me. <laughs> Almost Fox, like I, I I have to stop calling him Fox News. We're just going to call him Fox Entertainment Channel. Kind of like the WWE rebranded itself from Worldwide Wrestling to Worldwide Entertainment. Yeah. Um, wrestling Entertainment, I think, is what they call themselves now. That'll work for me. Yeah. Fox Entertainment Channel. That's – I have redubbed them. Congratulations. You are now Fox Entertainment Channel. Okay. <sighs> But not like I, the cool fat. You only get one T. No. Fuck you. <sighs> Two T's is cool. One T, lame. You know, I said we weren't going to actually do this, but I did see a really funny video this week of Sean Hannity, um, the notorious douchebag. Um, oh, no, it, was, it wasn't Hannity. It was uh, Tucker Carlson. Yeah, um, close enough. Same, same, same thing. Same, same hood. Same brand. Same hood. Um, <clears throat> so... Dear gentleman Tucker uh, was with his daughter um, out in public doing something and then happened to be in a store um, that another person was in at the same time. And this person had lost a family member to COVID and took the chance to engage Tucker in a conversation about COVID hmm. at a well, rather. There's, there's your first mistake. Well, well, to be fair, he engaged him rather spiritedly in a loud <laughs> voice um, from across ah. uh, from across an aisle 
Um, now I see where this is, where this is going. <laughs> um, and Tucker, Tucker calmly and politely, to his credit, did tell this gentleman um, something to the effect of, hey, my, my kid is here. Um, can we do this know, later? That's not who we, I am. <laughs> can we do this later? Um, and if it, basically, yes, that's exactly what Tucker said. And I, 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 I don't know if you understand. That's an entertainment personality. It's not actually news. That's a, that's a persona. It could not have been more illustrated in that moment that Tucker Carlson does not believe the own gar- his own garbage. No. Um, because this person confronted him with something that he had said. And the video cuts, it cuts the show Tucker say this, right? And you cut back to this interaction between this person and Tucker. And Tucker Carlson says, I never said that. I wouldn't say that. There's no way I said that. Cut back <laughs> to Tucker Carlson saying that on his show. I've, I've been saying for a while, like, I, I have a hard time believing that, that he is, that he actually is a human. It's who he is on TV. Like there's no way. There, there's no way that it's. I mean, the kids, the kids, and you know, twenty years ago would say it's for the walls, but like it, it's, it's to get ratings because it's not a news network. It, it's very, very unfortunate that people believe that that is an actual news outlet. Like that is that is the unfortunate part, but it's it's literally entertainment. It's like, it's like WWE. It's like mm-hmm. it's not real wrestling. They're not really doing wrestling. But so many people have gotten sucked in to believe that it's actually like legitimate news source. That it's frightening. I, I just I can't believe anyone could be that like horrible of a human being in in real life. I know they're there, but like, mm. good God, anyway, I I just can't believe he would be that horrible of a human for real. And yeah, and I guess if you see him in real life, maybe he's not that bad. But then. Is he that bad? Because he is indeed doing this bullshit. Like, he's still saying all this stuff and knows what he's doing, but I guess, I don't know, he counts his money all the way to the bank and doesn't give a shit? I almost I don't know. view that as worse. I, yeah. al- I almost view that as worse, truthfully. Um, because if you don't, if you believe the racist rhetoric that you're spewing... Like it, I mean, you can be can't, a moron and be racist. Like that's that's your. Can you tell everyone to just pop on blue bloods like everybody else and just chill the fuck out? <laughs> like oh. instead of just driving this, like us versus them narrative. It's so it's so dumb. It's just so dumb. It all goes back to my favorite George Carlin quote that I think every I think we're actually contractually obligated to say it at this point. We have um, to. Yes, yes. The, uh, the how bad you're being fucked by the upper 1%. Like, it's just a distraction. It's all a distraction. Keep the keep the little people fighting. I believe While they it more rob and you more fucking blind. Every damn day, I believe it more and more that this is just a game to a lot of people. I just, it's well, so Well, at least 1% of them. Yes, that's true. <laughs> That's true. It's funny how that whole ninety nine percent versus one percent narrative died out real freaking quick, didn't it? Yeah. Um, Give some people some other stuff to focus on. Rage them up. Mm-hmm. Set them loose. We just stop worrying wait, about those things. Wait, wait, but no, but th- that that's who's that's who's keeping keeping all of the the money. That's who's keeping all of the the opportunity, all of the power. 
They're like, no, it's that guy, my next door neighbor. Mm-hmm. He has a slightly bigger TV than I do, so fuck him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like, wait, wait, no, that's the ro- that's the wrong game. Or the, oh, they're on food stamps, so they shouldn't be. They shouldn't have a TV. They should be struggling and really embracing the suck. I have a TV. They can't have a TV. I'm not on food stamps. They're on food stamps. Mm-hmm. That's not me. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> like, if you're making under four hundred thousand dollars, bad news, bro. Like. Just, just surviving. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's what's so, so and a lot of people are surviving less. Mm-hmm. Much, much less. That's what's so wildly frustrating. Is that it all? It, you know, sometimes people talk about us living in a simulation, and I'm like, uh, it, it, it makes me wonder a little bit. It, it makes me wonder a little bit if this is all just a game to the one percent. I mean, yeah. just they're they're the robots. <laughs> wine and cheese I mean, feed them cake and don't let them don't worry about anything else yeah but... it's, it's it's always interesting to me like most people when you get them on like a one-to-one level people want to help each other like even or people that are making not a whole lot of money that are you know in still in the, like the the lower middle class are like i want to do as much as i can to help right. other help other people i mean we're that way my wife is that way she's like want to rescue dogs and like help people who are less fortunate and take jobs that like she's a social worker like you're always a social worker like helping mm-hmm. people that are less fortunate stay in that like kind of lower lower middle class area and it's like yeah we want to help and then you start getting more like the people who could actually affect change like the people who are making billions and billions and billions of dollars hand over fist are like um, well See, I only made four hundred fifty billion last year. I really should have made four fifty one. So let me make four fifty one. Like mm-hmm. you could take that one billion and solve like hunger. <laughs> like yeah, take take twenty five percent of your of your like just hey, I have this in my bank account as fun money. I don't. We're watching we're watching Mom, uh, the TV show and the one we watched last night, like the uh, Jamie Presley character. She's like. Oh well, you know, I got broken into, and they took my, uh, they they you know took the jewelry that wasn't in the safe, and then they took my bowl of or the cash bowl, <laughs> like the cash bowl. They're like, yeah, you know, the the stuff for tips and whatnot. She's like, yeah, the twenty, the bag, uh, the bowl of twenties and fifties. She leaves by the door. She's like, well, how much did they take? She's like, I don't know, about two inches. Like, oh, it doesn't mean it doesn't mean anything. It's just meaningless money. Like it, it's a fucking rounding error and you could fix healthcare like i i just don't i don't understand man whew, you're right you did wind me up <laughs> and that wind it up and set it loose <laughs> is how you wind up the snark and you let him go um it's been that kind of fucking week you know what i don't know that i want to go into this next story because while it is 100 percent entertainment based Based on what we just talked about, <laughs> this is really going to make you angry. Um, okay, so... Let's do this. Let's do it, because this is going to be... I cracked open some more inspiration. Let's make it happen. Okay, so if you follow the official blog, uh, DisneyParks.Disney.Go.com, um, Jeremy Schofield... Spit that right off the top of your head. Is that from a previous life? Uh, it, it is perhaps Maybe. something. I follow the blog. It's a good blog. Um, it's, it's actually been chipped, folks. 
I'm a Disney nut. That's the mark of the beast, not the vaccine. Disney. <laughs> Today. In spite of what some religious people in Florida might say. Moving right along. <laughs> Today, Disney released images and information about the newest Disney hotel experience. Oh, I'm so excited for this. I've heard about I, If this is what I think it is, I, me and a buddy have been talking about this for three years. Like, uh, they really... He found plans for it. Uh, You don't need to look uh, hard anymore. There is... Okay, so there's a good part of the story, and then there's a bad part. Is this the Star Star Wars fully immersive, like, hotel? Yes. It is called the Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser. Fuck yes. It's like three grand a person. (laughs) That's that's the downside. So we'll they get there. They give you like a character in the actual universe. <laughs> that's the I'm downside. So I didn't. I didn't see the blog. I haven't seen any articles. I've just been talking about this with a buddy from my unit for literally three years since before I commissioned. <laughs> so Sar- has, Sergeant Me was excited about this. <laughs> it has a release date now. Um, in the spring 2024. of 20, 2022. Spring of twenty twenty two. Well, fuck. <laughs> I don't have enough time to save up money. You're going to need to save your pennies. Um, it's, been booked for, it's booked for seven years now. <laughs> I mean, if it's anything at all like the Rise of the Resistance ride, it's going to be fucking impossible to get onto. Mm-hmm. Um, spring of 22, and it's going to be at Walt Disney World in Orlando, Florida. Um, the first official commercial was released today. Um and also the website went live. So it's possibly not booked to seven years at this point. No, it could tough. only be like seven months. Um, Jeff Bezos already bought out the first seven. He's just going to live on fucking Endor. He's just going to launch this shit into space and then yeah. come down and smile at us and go, look what I can do, peasants. Um, he's going to come back off his dick-shaped rocket. <laughs> <laughs> it, that mushroom head on that thing was unreal. <laughs> How fucking... He's going to land... Land from that, go straight to Endor and not leave again and be like, I bought this whole place for the next seven years. None of you peasants can come. This is mine. I just want to live amongst the Ewoks and have have people serve me. This is mine now. As soon as I heard about that, I was like irrationally excited. Is they like what I've heard, they give you a character. Mm-hmm. Like there's no windows. It's all TVs and screens. Like so... everything is like to a T, like you are 100% in Star Wars. The All end. right. So are you ready for this? The official description. Ooh. It is... Is it more it... exciting than a Bad Batch description? Oh, fuck yes. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it goes it... on an adventure. <laughs> see it, feel it, feel it, live it. It's called the Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser. It's a revolution new two-night experience because you can't fucking afford more than two nights where yeah. you are the hero. I can't afford two nights in, like, Disney Hotel. Uh, just wait. Just wait. We're, we're building to that point. Uh, <laughs> you and your group will embark on the first-of-its-kind Star Wars adventure that's your own. Your hotel stay is a fucking ride now. Yes. Um, it is the most immersive Star Wars create story ever created, including the goddamn movies. Uh, one where you live a bespoke experience. Wait, are you still reading the the actual description? Did it say more than the goddamn movies? Like, <laughs> no. Hold on. Are we paraphrasing? Are we? We are quoting? paraphrasing. Like, I okay, good. Because I was like, oh my god, like, man, Disney is really going all in. Disney <laughs> like, was yeah. feeling themselves. Uh, 
this is a bespoke experience and a journey further into the Star Wars adventure than you ever dreamed possible. You arrive at the resort terminal, you board a launch pod, and rendezvous with the magnificent Halcyon Star Cruiser. This is like a book, right? Like, this is like the prologue to a Star Wars expanded universe book. You stay in a cabin with an exquisite view of space. Throughout the ship, you'll interact with an eclectic collection of characters, sit down to exotic galactic cuisine, and if perhaps... If isn't there... Oh, if he's not, I'll be disappointed. Uh, as the itinerary continues, you'll take the story further and deeper, choose your path, seek out the inner workings of the legendary starship, learn the traditional art of wielding a lightsaber, or even jump on a transport to the planet Batuu, uh, where your mission continues at Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. This hotel is going to back right up to Galaxy's Edge. (laughs) You can build your own lightsaber here. That's amazing. I'm going to have to stay here. Like, this has to happen. Yeah. I mean... I know exactly what the registry is going to look like for being (laughs) second birthday. (laughs) This? This? It turns out out Bean (laughs) would like to stay at the hotel. She would like an all-expense-paid trip for her and her father um and mother um, yes you know, she'll she'll she'd be happy to tag along to or play along i'm sure uh, as as a father and daughter journey into the light <laughs> this that's how you... i'm gonna phrase it on my wish list though <laughs> please don't that sounds like you're dying that that's way too way too <laughs> ominous this i'm telling you there's it's like a four... gift registry <laughs> Here's my death wishes. Oh my god, this looks so. No, we like... spent all day talking about life insurance. <laughs> oh jeez, that sounds fun. Yeah, it was, it was lovely. Well, <sighs> well, if it makes you feel any better, I'm so bad at being an adult. Oh, <laughs> my wife, my wife made us purchase life insurance during the middle of the pandemic because she's like, "You're not dying on me, but if you do, you need to." I'm not losing the house and our children, and the, like, I was like. Well, this is a very morbid conversation. This turn it took, is. A, took a turn. It is. But... It was super awkward listening to the insurance agent talk about if our daughter dies. Oh, We're like, oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't laugh. I already have. Things. I already have high anxiety. I didn't need that. <laughs> Thanks, a poo. Like, <laughs> excuse me. Well, anyway, I keep interrupting you. <laughs> no, that's okay. Um, so. Let's get down to the how much does this Halcyon experience cost? Do I get to guess? Are we playing prices right? Let's play closest to thirty-five hundred. Um, how much did you say? Thirty-five hundred two nights. <clears throat> For how many guests? You've got a two guest option, a three guest option, Ooh. or a four guest option. I'm gonna go with that's the two. You go five thousand for three, and then you go eight for more. All right, you hit one of them. For the three guests per cabin, this is two adults and one child, it is $889 per night for a grand total of $5,299. Closest without going over. Hell yeah. (laughs) For two guests, it is $1,200 per night. That's actually, that's actually, oh wait, $12,000 per night. So two guests. Wait, it is forty hundred dollars for two nights, two guests. For two guests, so you might as well bring more. That's what I'd seen before was the the more people you bring, like the 
technically less expensive. So if you have like 10 of your closest mm-hmm. friends, then you can enjoy this for like $10,000 for the, for the whole group of you. So right now they only have the option goes up to four guests and you can only do three adults and one child. So your triad and your love child, if you go together. <laughs> the first is... like thing that I saw was they were going to do five. Yeah, they've capped this so that you cannot do this cheap. The The cheapest option is if you take three adults and a child, that comes down to a measly $749 a night um, for a grand total. Per person, including the child. Yep. With is this like an airplane total. where it's like child at arms? Uh, no, they're like, charging so full holding... price for the kid. They're charging full price for the child. So like a baby. Mm-hmm. It's like brand new newborn, and you're like, here, bring them to the light. Yeah. Uh, and they're like, that'll be $750 a night, please. Yeah. Like, yep. They're very tiny. They're just going to take up a little Grogu pod. <laughs> well, the Grogu Which, pod is recycled. Let's be real. <laughs> yeah. if, if the cribs in that place are not the little Grogu pods, I might be pissed. I'm I'm fucking stealing it if it is. That's coming home. <laughs> That's my I new crib. Seven hundred and fifty dollars for this. I'm hotel. stealing everything. <laughs> the shampoos, the linens. I'm stealing <laughs> those goddamn like walls. The lightsabers, the <laughs> everything. An I mean, actor, like you, you are you come with me now. So you the, didn't see anything. <laughs> the confusing part on this is if you look, and I guess it's not confusing, but there are ways to do this with multiple families. There is, there's a lot here. Um, there's a spa involved uh, in this, this deal. Like, you can do the spa for, I guess... We know exactly her. who that's for. Yeah, it's for your wife when you bring her and she's like, just fucking leave like, me alone. Yeah, j- go do your nerd shit. Uh-huh. Go record your stupid podcast. <laughs> uh-huh. And let me get a massage. Like, yep. Okay. I can do that. <laughs> I'm going to go build a lightsaber in Batu. Yeah. Bye, I'm I mean, gonna learn how I'm gonna learn how to be a Jedi. <laughs> okay, sure you are, honey. <laughs> I mean, look, it is all inclusive, so your food is included. I mean, everything is included with you when you're here. Like, there's some really cool stuff here. There's like a grand gala, and it's just like while costumes are not required, they are encouraged. And it's like they <gasps> well, know that is different who different than what I saw initially too. They know who they're fucking playing to here. Yeah. Um, like I just printed out. I printed out my first cosplay accessory. Yes, you did. Yes, it you looks did. Fucking awesome! <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited. I printed for those of you listening. I printed out Hunter's knife from Bad Batch to tie it back into what we're actually here to talk about. Out in, I painted it today mm. uh, while I was on a conference call. <laughs> okay. I mean, oh, I was listening, yeah. obviously, but I mean. I have, of course. I have my painting stuff here. So Of course. Uh, it looks it looks so good. <laughs> We're gonna have to do this Galactic Star Cruiser. I propose that we, we talk to our wives at the same time so that we can say Kristen already said it was okay. Um and then that way they'll each have to blame each other and not us. Yeah, that works like... that works really well. So I've it, heard it does, yeah. 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 Definitely. <laughs> They're going to be like, hey, how about we go and have a fun weekend where we go do stuff and you guys don't, don't go spend... spend any of that money and just play with sticks and lightsaber fight each other with sticks in the backyard for free. <laughs> Less like, than 10 grand? I'm not going to lie. I'm 
I'd beat you with a stick in the backyard for less than ten grand. <laughs> I know you would. That's <laughs> why fun. I don't let you have sticks. <laughs> well, now I have a knife. <laughs> yeah. My wife was like, "I don't understand it. Why do boys make weapons?" <laughs> I'm like, "No, no, it's for the. It's like the the cosplay thing. <laughs> I think it's not for. It's not because I want to make a knife. I'm like, it. Well, it did kind of work out that way. And okay, I did want to make a knife." <laughs> mm-hmm. The same reason yeah. I have shelves full of action figures in this room. Not gonna lie, I was looking to try and make Wrecker's knife as a as a gift, oh. um, but I my 3D printer will not fit Wrecker's mm-hmm. knife on the build plate, so I can't make it. Wrecker is everything He's involved giant. with Wrecker is giant. It's big. Yeah, it's like a it's like a two and a half foot knife, and I'm like my build plate does not extend. You're not so going to be able. To if any listeners want to donate like a massive 3D printer to me, then cool i'll give you the p.o box <laughs> you'll give kidding. a shout out on the podcast yeah you're like hey thanks uh you have now enabled the scholar to have a 3d Please. printed rendition of of a knife um, oh, and someday God. maybe when we join the 501st we'll i join, think that, join that that very well could happen but i have i have consistently floated the idea and it has not been re- been received with chilly like vibes. It's been like, oh, that sounds like it's right up your alley. <laughs> like it is right up my alley. <laughs> See, I need you to do it crafting. First. Like, if, uh, if you do anyway, it the first. chaplain on my the chaplain on my last deployment was from the five. Like he was in the five hundred first. Oh really? Yeah. He he was like, dude, it's awesome. Do it. He's like, bring your wife. Bring everybody. Do it. It's amazing. And it, I mean, it, it would be a lot of fun. Like, it, it seems like it, everything I've seen, everything I've heard for, a, what have they been around for, like, 15 years now? It's been, been a while. They've been around a long time. And they, it seems like they do a lot of good. Like, going out and making kids happy and making people happy around cons and, and mm-hmm. just hanging out and just bringing joy. And I'm like, that sounds amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, just bringing joy to people. Like, that, I, I love that. The world needs more joy. Absolutely. And it needs less $5,000 stays at <laughs> Disney. Good freaking Lord. If, uh, if the writer for Bad Batch descriptions were to describe the new Disney inclusive, all inclusive experience, it would, it would probably end up being something like stay in a hotel, have an adventure. It's expensive. Bring your wallet. And <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you're like, Wait, that, that that's it? Because that, I mean, that that's pretty much our descriptions for all but like three of these episodes. Because like, good lord. Well, you know, I actually think they did their job this week because I I feel like they did describe the episode pretty Indeed. accurately in as few words as possible. They did do that. What other news stories do we have before we dive in? Because we, I mean, we're thirty minutes in, and I I mean, ranting no? away. That's that that's it? exactly that why we did this this way because I knew we were going to nerd out over this hotel. No, that's it. Oh man, I'm so that excited about the hotel. I, like, I I mean I wish I wish I could afford it and uh, if anyone could make Dogcoin's price go back up, <laughs> that'd be really swell because I would love to take my Dogcoin investment and turn it into a Disney stay. Oh man, I'm so I've never been so thankful to not get in on it on the Doge Dogcoin trend. Um, 
the people I work with were telling me, oh, you're, you're, you're so foolish for not sinking some money into this. Like, I've made $1,600 this afternoon. And I watched all that money it's they all made. Gone. They lost all of it. Um, this, these are the same people that were trying to save, uh, what is it, EB Games or and AMC? Uh, yeah, GameStop yeah. and AMC. And I'm like, you guys Actually, remember? Me, I made money on AMC. GameStop tra- consistently screwed me like all throughout yeah. college. Fuck I'm that. not really in the <laughs> mood to help GameStop. I'm just to being donate honest. Some money. I work for AMC. <sighs> You know, oh, I, think, I think anyway, it, we, we had a lot of fun doing day trading while we were deployed last time. I don't get it. So I am far more I don't just to be safe with my money. But that's why I took literally like $200 and was like, yeah, me and uh, the wife were like, yeah, let's just let's just play with the stock market a little bit. We'll take $200, play with the stock market a little bit. I'm like, OK, mm-hmm. cool. I did some dog, made some money off that, made some money off AMC, reinvested. So. And the dudes I was with were like, oh, dude, dude, I just threw $6,000 into, into BlackBerry. <laughs> Why? <laughs> like, who do you know that has a BlackBerry? <laughs> like, what is wrong with you? That is such a bad idea. Like, what? They're like, yeah, man. Yeah, 6000 you, you should do it. No. No, I shouldn't. I will I will put twenty dollars. <laughs> like I already have a very high level of anxiety and I hate gambling. So like holy shit. If I would have thrown like fucking five thousand dollars at at anything, at anything at all. Like at once, like oh my god. Like I realize my comic book collection is ludicrous. Expensive. It's yeah, is expensive. But that was over time. It was expensive. It wasn't like I just went out and bought a comic book store one day and was like, eh, fuck it. Let's see what happens. Like, it, it gradually happened over the course of like six years. I, I didn't literally buy all the comics at once and go, man, I hope these go up in value. Like, what? That's a poor... That is a Man, there's poor... a shit ton of early 90s like Marvel that I, I, I just, you know, I paid $7 a book for it. Why would you do that? Like oh, those are those those are worth less than like fifteen cents a book. The, the uh, paper the paper is worth more. You could get mm-hmm. more for recycling them. Oh. Uh, anyway, now that was thirty four minutes in. Hell yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's what we do here. You can yes, tell. Yes, it is. You- you can totally, and I apologize for my dog barking in the background. My wife has just arrived home. I think she heard us talking about spending five grand at a hotel. She's like, I have to. Get I have to like, stop this. <laughs> I have to take his credit cards away now. Um, <laughs> I think this is this is. You know, I was listening to last week's episode, and I was like, we're so like down on this week's uh, last week's episode. That's because it was not good. And the, it affected the quality of the podcast. I, I really do feel like it affects the conversation. Yeah. It affects, like, it just it just drags everything down it's, a little bit. It's hard to, it's hard to elevate. Like, so it, it, that it's like, okay, yeah, it's, uh, I mean, it was cool. Like, and honestly, I, I know this is the first episode of the arc, so I will feel differently. But I, I'm kind of in a, in a very similar spot. I'm like, yeah, there was some cool stuff. But... That's why I'm cool with talking for 30 minutes about like all of our other stuff because it's like, well, not a whole lot happens because it's just setting up the next two episodes. I think I think I disagree with you 
I mean, yes, you're right. You're right that not a lot happens. But I think what I'm excited about, what it's, what we're finally seeing, we're finally seeing some payoff to some season-long stories. Um, I still, you know, I in the back of my head, I, I was have was thinking about that conversation we had last week about, do we want another season of this? Do we need another season of this? I, I think we're going to get another season of this. But I still again. Hope so. Nothing in this episode made me go, I really want another season of this. Um, I, I think we get it just because, I mean, it, it's popular and people talk about it. And, you know, that's that's the name of the I game for Disney. I don't, is, it, is it even that popular? I, I, I don't know. Surfing, I, I don't know. The best thing I did was join the non-toxic Star Wars Facebook group. That mm-hmm. group is fucking awesome. Like, mm-hmm. But... Some of the other ones that I I'll, I see a lot of comments about like eh bad batch yeah whatever and it's like what what like this is a, this is still a really good show even like last week where it's like meh you know like this wasn't really good I'm still like I'm glad this show exists I'm glad it's here to bridge the gap between the Clone Wars and what's coming next meh Star Wars is still Star Wars um, yeah. and it, that's better than like thirty I'm even starting 50. to come around on Resistance oh. Oh, no. A little bit. No, 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 no. It's still, it's still definitely a Y seven show, and I'm like, ah, uh, but like, there's still pieces of it that you can take away from it and go, that's, that's good. That moves the story forward. Not to necessarily compare Bad Batch to Resistance, because Resistance is hot garbage compared to, <laughs> compared to Bad Batch. Well, like I, I did not really enjoy it, but there's pieces of it that you can take and go. Okay, no, I like that. That's like that's moving the canon forward, and it's not just to like keep a kid plastered in front of the TV and entertain for a little while. I I I don't know. I mean, I can't I can't logically say that I have invested enough time to really know anything other than just I don't like the animation style. The bits that I have seen, I'm not not a fan of. Um, and it I is just... very kitty. They start. They do in season two start getting to a little bit of like some heavier topics, but it's still it's still treated very lightly. Like I'm sure we could dissect the shit out of it, but mm-hmm. it's still treated very very lightly. And but you get like glimpses of the first orders like tyranny, and how they they came through. So it's it's got its it's got its place. It's. Which is, which is weird because when I whenever I see the, like on the different groups I see all the like oh well you only need to watch these you know fourteen episodes of Clone Wars and I'm like that's a fucking seven season show y'all like you're gonna distill it down to fourteen episodes I'm like yikes uh, I mean and I, that's I'm like, like that's that's wrong like no watch just yeah there's a lot of filler but watch the damn show but I'm like <sighs> Resistance you could probably like if we had Topher Grace here he'd make it you know maybe. 17 minutes long and we'd get exactly what we needed out of it and there's a place for release that that edit that yeah (laughs) there's a place for that and i think that's great and awesome and you know congrats but like i mean for people like me i mean i watch all 26 of the the marvel movies i finally have gone back and and finished the ant-man series but like i'm good I mean, I Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd is a national treasure. He really is. I still will never forget the first movie I ever saw with Paul Rudd. Um, I love you, man. With Jason Segel or Jason Siegel. Se- uh, Big time. 
big time. Yeah. <laughs> Slap in the bass. Uh, <laughs> so good. That's that like the was, first bromance movie like it was of our generation. So fantastic. But seeing him as Ant-Man, I, I don't know. I'm I am of the opinion, like, I mean, you can watch these movies. These are movies that I will watch someday with my kids, hopefully, and be like, you know, this this was my you know, like how our parents talk about like my parents talk about like you know, my parents are old, but like my parents talk about like Three's Company or um like Who's the Boss and stuff like that. But you think like they didn't get stuff like we have now, like these big overarching movies. That's why Star Wars right. was such a big deal to them when they got it. Because I mean, to my to my understanding, it was like the first thing that was ever really made like this. That was kind of like, I mean, it's a trippy time in the '70s, but they're like, this is a wild analogy of like fascism and story and space, and it's just it was a cultural phenomenon that has lasted over forty, I think we're over sixty years now at this point. I mean, we're we're still talking about stuff that came out when our parents were teenagers. So, like, clearly it has some universal, like, themes, and it just speaks to people in different ways. I don't know what I'm talking about at this point, other than to say <laughs> I enjoyed every minute of, of these shows. Even when I don't like them, I still like them. I mean, I'm still going to rewatch this at some point in the future and be like, all right, it, maybe it wasn't as, as bad as I thought it was. It just wasn't what I wanted in that moment, you know? Like... I don't know. I, I guess that's why I really liked this week's episode like a lot because I felt like a lot more did happen this week as compared to last week. Not as much as the the you know the Ryloth arc or you know I was com- I found myself comparing this to the first episode. You know when we had Caleb um, Caleb slash Kanan and we had Master Deepa Balava and like that beginning to this series was so bombastic and so huge that I do kind of feel like the rest of the series has suffered a little bit of a hangover to that. Cause it's not clone wars, you know, it's not, I do kind of not... agree that the, the arc is like the excitement is it, it's on the downward turn. So I'm really hoping like that this is, you know, all the setup and then we get the next two episodes is, I, I mean, I'm not going to jump to the end, but it's, it's like, oh, okay, we're, we're on the, we're on the upswing now. We're like, in the is, end game now. Yeah, This is the end game. Mm-hmm. And I, it needed to happen. It needed to happen. If it didn't, uh, the thing is, is that, I mean, and you're right, we can't jump all the way at the end, but if what happened in this episode didn't happen and they waited until the last 30 or last, you know, 60 minutes of this season to make this happen, then I feel like you would not have given it enough time to breathe. Like now giving, you're giving people basically a whole week to sit there and go, um, I really would like to know what happens on the next episode, and I'm not gonna I'm lie. Like, I'm one of them. I'm I'm ready to go. <laughs> I'm ready to see the new one. Give Give it to me. I mean, so so we're talking about obviously now that we're like nine minutes into this episode, we're talking about episode fourteen, season one, um, War Mantle. Um, first of all, I really wait. Like it's not that. called Republic Commando Part Two. You know, sorry, I, wanted... I hadn't looked. No, I wanted to talk about that because I have those books I on love my that. shelf right here. I really have we, seen, too. have we seen the commandos before? I don't know if we've seen them. So I know the game the game and the stories are not canon anymore. Mm-hmm. So 
it's it's just like all this other stuff. They're taking some of like the really cool bits and bringing it back into canon in a unique and interesting way. That's so it's like, thing. wait, does is now Republic Commando game and those books are those now canon, or is it just these characters and the situation? Like, is there history there? So I I, I always think when they bring that kind of stuff back in without. I, I take like Thrawn for example like mm-hmm. you have a rich rich backstory for Thrawn and you go okay yeah that's that's legends that's just the stories they tell about the universe now like the stories you've heard they're true all of them <laughs> so I shouldn't talk about the inside the magic article go for it we, we can just you, you could just say like oh hey that's a perfect spot to to end this episode and i go that is may the force be with you and then you can cut this and put it back at the beginning hit me what you got <laughs> this is what you got the one the one that i saw was like it was something ridiculous like how pedro pascal wants out of the mask oh my God. i'm like oh, okay fine fine fuck it i'll bite <laughs> So I, I read the article and it's, you know, that the like nonsense last last season where they were like, Pedro Pascal is going to walk off the set in a tizzy because he wants to be out of his mask and he hates that he doesn't have the screen time and he can't get his like all that bullshit that we talked about when we were doing the Mandalorian. Like well, this one was trying to play up on that, but it was like um, Moff Gideon. What's his I'm blanking on his actual, like the actor's name. But they were the doing like an Dust interview. Spring from, um, yeah. Oh, uh, what's his name? Yeah, Breaking Bad. Carlos Esposito. Is that it? No, that's not it. Oh. Yeah, Los Polos, Los Polos Hermanos. Let's go with that. Uh, Los Polos Moff Gideon. <laughs> so they were doing Giancarlo like an interview Esposito. with him. Giancarlo Esposito. Yeah. His name that's is it. Esposito. Fuck it. Okay, go ahead. Gian- Sorry. Yeah, not Carlos. <laughs> um, so like his they were doing like an interview with him and he said like one little piece in the middle of it that was oh does he want to be out of the mask like of course of course Dinjajaram would like to be out of the mask uh, but that's the kind of the deal like that's what he that's what he does he is the mask and yeah would he like to work without it cool or yes but that's the deal and that's it. And they took this whole, that one like little quote, I forget what the exact quote is. It's something along those lines where it's something innocuous and they blew it up into this like 500 word article about how Pedro Pascal wants to be out of his mask and wants to get more FaceTime again. And I'm like, oh, fuck you people. Like inside the magic got this covered. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, is this our, is this our friend again? Like it's now he's the spreading his bullshit. To the sites. Like, come on, man. Always it, I don't think it, I don't think guy. it was. But it was it, it was somebody different. I'm pretty sure. Not what's his name? Scott Campbell, I think. That's the one. That's the one. <laughs> to give him a shout out, uh, you could mm-hmm. just you should just bleep the name out. Be like, no credit for you. <laughs> <laughs> like we're not we're not gonna hype you at all. But it, it, I mean, it was just it was like this is this is dumb. Like Pedro Pascal himself has come out and said like dude i get it that's the character that's the deal i love this character like that's that's what i'm playing i understand mm-hmm. and that's how this game works like i'm an actor like you, you don't see oh god man i'm gonna keep blanking on people's names but like the the dude that played the uh the eyeball dude in pan's labyrinth that played the fish guy in hellboy he didn't like uh, come abe, to the abe director Sa- and be played like abe sapien in uh abe, i think it was abe sapien in hellboy but that, he didn't go to the director dude, and be like, I, I need my character to have my face. 
because that's my face, and I, I want my face on your movie. Right, like, he's not complaining about not getting his face on screen. It's so it's, dumb. It's just wild. Doug Jones, that's his name. Doug Jones. is uh, Like, you don't hear him complaining about not getting his face on screen. It's just it's just ludicrous. I'm like, please stop with these clickbait bullshit that's just trying to, like, ruin the more stuff. We, the more we click on it, the more it gets brought to us, and it's such a fucking stupid algorithm. It's I true. Just, I hate it. I totally agree, and that's why I get... I, I'm, I'm super happy to currently be getting a shit ton of Genshin Impact articles on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, ah, oh, this is the news content that I really need in my life. Like, that's that's where I need to be in my life right now. I'm like, just going around and killing these weird little Legend of Zelda things. I feel like this definitely should be, like, cut off and put, like, that. hey. It will. We talked about it at the end, but, hey, here, here's our coda. Here's our PS. <laughs> nice. So, yeah, thank you. Thank you. I've been waiting to do that for how many episodes have we done? <laughs> so, like, you take all of those, all of those ideas, and now it's you have this new, new story with them. And here's here's what what actually happened. Here's what there's what might have happened. There's the other things, the things that people are talking about. But here's what actually happened. And is it Thrawn's a perfect example of it because he has such a rich backstory. And as soon as Thrawn shows up in Rebels. I mean, it's very easy to go, sweet, Thrawn's here, all those books are canon, Mara Jade's coming back, this is coming back, all these people are back, all these storylines. Like, well, no, it's just the the characters here, and now here's their new story. So I always think that's interesting when they bring these people in, like, RC 1262. Like, it's like, well, it's not all the stuff, it's that character, and now we have a jumping off point for those things to exist. And if they go, hey, you know what? Go back, read those books. They're awesome. That's the story of how RC-1262 like, came about and how, what he's been doing. And here we see them. So, I, I, like, I think that's I never actually played play. Republic Commando, uh, which is weird. I, I think I might have played just a little bit of it. Um, but I'd be I'd be on board with it. Like, hey, bring back shadows, bring back all those things. Bring back shadows. Like, we already know we know Dash Rendar's in the in the canon universe. That's true. He does exist. He does exist in the expanded universe. Um, the the new cut. So. Indeed. I I have to be honest with you. You know, sometimes when we do these things, you know, we can kind of touch on like the interconnected pieces of like of the, the lore for the, the universe. Um, and sometimes I don't necessarily know who these people are. Like I watch the movies, I read the comics, I read the books. And like, there's a lot of times where somebody will be like, um, you know, Oh, or we'll, we'll be reading this and you know, something will, will reference, Oh, Hey, here's this character that, you know, or this planet that, you know, this was the first time I can honestly say I stopped an episode and I did that pointy thing, like you know the gif of Leonardo DiCaprio pointing at the TV, and like he's like, I think it's from, I don't know what movie it's from, 
But when we see Gregory, maybe that's what it's from. But uh, oh, 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 that's the one. Uh, That's that's exactly it. Um, I don't know if you can hear the inspiration. (laughs) We're sponsored by Proof tonight. There, yeah, there you go. The eight five zero that you left. I hope you enjoy that. Yeah. That is that is my favorite beer. Um, I'm so sorry. Shut it up. Is, it's not bad. <laughs> when we get in, when we get introduced at the beginning of this episode to Gregor, I'm not gonna lie. When when he said his name was Gregor and he did the little laugh later in the episode, I did the thing where I was like, "Oh my god, this is from Wait, <laughs> Lost Commanders," and I was like, "Holy shit!" Like interconnectivity. I love when they do this, when it's someone like when they they don't hammer you over the head with it. They just talk about the fact that he's a clone commander. And like, I, I honest to God was like, we've seen this character before. And then I was like, holy shit, Rebels. Like, he's one of the three yeah. lost commanders. And I was Which, like, this is so cool. I mean, I also like from the just the the terms of accessibility to the universe is it can it can often I feel like in like these big expansive universes or like in Marvel, the cinematic universe that it's like, if you don't watch every little tiny thing and read every little tiny thing and follow the blogs and read the star Wars, like com posts and do everything, then you're just lost. And you're like, I don't know what's going on, but that they just like, Oh, Hey, there's another character. Cool. Let's go with the story. Mm-hmm. Like that's, I feel like that's a lot, a lot more accessible to, to just handle as even just someone that who's casually watching it you don't have to know absolutely everything about star wars you can which i think we've talked about a few times on this mm-hmm. on the podcast but it's like you don't need to know the, the the height height and weight and every every little thing that they've ever done in their entire lives to enjoy it you can just watch it enjoy it but there's also that extra layer that you can talk about for hours and hours on a podcast Exactly. It do, it neither detracts. It doesn't detract from it. It only adds value to the right. to what you're watching. But I I do like this storyline. I like. I mean, from the beginning of this episode, with you know when we get Rex who's pointing the Bad Batch to finding you know hey we need to go pick up this deserter. Like this is a this is a more interesting storyline to me that we get introduced to like hey you know we've we've kind of touched on it with Captain Hauser a few weeks ago with like clones are kind of bailing out of the army you know in ones and twos and I, I don't know if they're bailing out I don't think they're bailing out I think they're being replaced well no I'm, I'm saying yes I think that's what we learned this episode specifically right. but I think before... some of the clones some of the clones are choosing like hey this isn't this isn't what I wanted to be a part of I mean Hauser led a full fed fled revolution I mean against Right, that is true. Well, I, I, I think you're right, I too. think they're being bounced out because, I mean, you see, and especially in this episode, you're getting more of a glimpse. You're seeing the uh, Kaminoans, like, mm-hmm. getting replaced and going, um, yeah, those those clones are great, but there's there's a full universe, which, in perspective of, like, this infinite universe of Star Wars, it, it kind of makes sense that they're like, it's way cheaper to just exploit exploit free labor and Mm -hmm. exploit i don't know imperial patriotism it's Um, it makes total sense that's what they do everywhere they go they exploit people why would you not exploit people for your army um 
I think that the more interesting storyline this week is not the Bad Batch storyline, but rather what's happening on Camino. Oh, 100%. Like, I mean, we get the action with the Batch. Like, that's uh-huh. that's the enjoyable part with the Batch is seeing, like, I mean, there is, there was some good action, I believe, last episode, too. Like, get some decent action, but this is, like, full-fledged, like, Rambo like style movie <laughs> and they're just like wrecking shop but still using their stun um so i mean that was that, yeah they're they're 100 not the a storyline here like that's that's there to keep you interested enough to see that like the tiny little pieces of the kaminoans versus the empire i like that's what moves the story along it as soon as this happened like, I wanted to text you and be like, well, there was your prediction. Like, you were absolutely, absolutely I was, right. <laughs> I almost texted you when I was watching. I was like, nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> I, it was almost reminiscent of, like, uh, the attack of, uh, Revenge of the Sith scene, right? When, um, when Anakin is slaughtering the younglings um, in the Jedi Temple with the younglings and the little, the little boy comes out with a lightsaber and he Something to the effect of master, you know, the stormtroopers are here or something like that. I forget the exact quote, but the young, the young clones as they're being led out of the facility, like you don't really get to see that very often, but like these, these are children, like Star Wars dabbles in children's armies a lot. Like it's, it's talked about in the new sequel trilogy, how like uh, Finn was taken as a child um, you know, to become part of the stormtrooper, like I guess the stormtrooper cadre, like it's it's a little the morals of you know grooming these children to be soldiers is a little murky. Um, <laughs> I don't know if maybe it was just highlighted in this episode because they were animated so young, um, but I, it felt a little a little dirty to watch this. I don't, I don't know about you, but this has felt a little little concerning to me. Oh, the, the like, oh, we we were told we can't leave. Yeah. What happens if we go outside the walls? Like, I don't know. I've seen this M. Night Shyamalan movie. Uh, actually, I, I haven't seen that M. Night Shyamalan movie. I called it on the trailer and was like, fuck it. I don't need to waste two and a half hours seeing that movie. It's the trees. <laughs> the trees are killing people. Oh, no, the village. The village. Oh. Is what I'm thinking of where it's like, oh, yeah, just this like 1600s village that's in modern times. I'm like yeah, there's your shock twist ending. It's actually in modern times, and it like it, it's kind of like that where they're like, oh, we have it, you know the what do what do we do outside? Mm-hmm. Like we've we've kept these kids so sheltered and protected, and then we just send them off to war, essentially, because that's what they're there for is to go die for the republic. To die for for the empire, yeah. As George Carlin again coming back, one percent. Like no, like like live kit, like you know we need live live children so we can raise them up to be dead soldiers like that's what we're talking about God, that that's what they're doing a... and it's just keeping them in this little bubble because if you go outside you're going to see what the galaxy's like but now you know, they're like that risk is worth it because I'll we need to keep life. this going i'll risk your life yeah but with it's the just... kaminoans they need to they need to keep their lives going and their sustainability going so they're going to like risk letting those kids out of the bubble mm-hmm. so that they can all survive and they can keep their business going. It's so cold blooded how they talk about it, 
but you know they're like we i think uh so when lama sue's talking to the prime minister's talking to the doctor and he's like i think we've empowered the empire to our own fault and i'm like duh fucking duh i mean like we saw this weeks ago i mean i'm glad that you got here but like what did you think was going to happen as you were giving these people an army with a secret like brain chip that would allow them to only respond to certain people uh, i mean it's too late at this point like if you're gonna right. escape you don't gather a group of people um and we'll see why later in this episode but like you just fucking leave like with the applied execution well we didn't see the, i believe nailed it screen. we didn't <laughs> we did, see that's we didn't. true i wonder because a straight up like gangland execution on a kid's show <laughs> Which I, I don't know. Arguably, I I would say this is not this is not a kid show. Like this is for this is for the adults like that are that are fans of Star Wars. This isn't something you're showing your eight year old. I can think of no reason why One they wouldn't old. why they wouldn't execute him immediately. But this is Star Wars, and they've it done weird things. Heavily, before. heavily implied. You don't hear the blaster fire. I kept waiting for it. I turned it up. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I was waiting to hear it. Well, do you remember the TV show uh, 24? Indeed. So there used to be a running joke. I I love that show. Um, But there used to be a running joke about 24 was if you don't see the person die on screen, that person is not in fact dead. And even Um, then. Sometimes they come back as their twin brother or, or something like that. Um, I just, it's always something wild. I don't know. I just, I can't help but wonder if we're going to see Lama Sue come back. Um, it was implied that he was not making it out of that room pretty strongly. Um, but stranger things have happened before. I mean, Twi'leks had been shot in the head and survived. So, you know, I got shot in the head tail. Well, that's where your brains are. If you get shot in the brains, you don't generally survive. Um, oh, I, I I think somebody agreed with my uh, sentiment there. Indeed. The <laughs> tiny bean has agreed with your sentiment. <laughs> well, she's, she's made a guest appearance. Aw. Has she joined you? She has indeed. Aw. Indeed. She is She is quite quite sweet and quite refusing to sleep. That's unfortunate. But yeah, you can definitely get get shot in the head, fail, and survive. Did we confirm? Is that where like the brains are? That's what's been implied. I've read that on wikis. I don't know if that's true or not. I've read it in books, but some books are not canon anymore. So that is true. We, it's hard we, to remember. Like, we've been but, told that he's alive. So yeah, we we've, we've been doing the Star Wars thing since before it was cool. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> you got made fun of when you talked about it. That is very there's no, true. There's nothing like sitting on the baseball field going, dude, did you see what Jason and Jania did? And going, <laughs> shut up, nerd. <laughs> okay, well, I guess fuck me, right? Uh, I can remember when Star Wars wasn't cool. Um, it's nicer oh, yeah. that, that it is cool, um, but it's still, you know, I can remember when it wasn't cool to talk about Star Wars. Um, yeah. Indeed, for most of our lives. <laughs> couple other things to talk about on this episode because as as you you did kind of allude to there's not a lot in this episode that happens but there are a few things um 
a few things to talk about. Um, wanted Did we get to see Republic Commando. Yes, that's that's it. That's what I wanted so to talk about that, next. That's cool. And also, they call out the they've made some upgrades. I they, think that's one of the really cool parts that at least I really liked from this episode was the oh they made some upgrades to the armor, mm-hmm. and we're seeing the transition between Clone Wars and the Stormtrooper armor. Yes. It's almost the combination between um, the Clone Wars helmets and then also the uh, like the helmet we see Ezra in. Like mm-hmm. the what is it, ATPT driver helmet. Mm-hmm. So you see like that outer shell and it's slowly morphing into like the stormtroopers that we that we know. Just just like visually and stylistically. I really appreciated that part. And even if they, they were like, hey, hint hint we're doing this on purpose mm-hmm. but they're like watch this i just that's the kind of stuff that i take away from episodes like this where i'm like this is this is far more entertaining this one line of dialogue to me than all this bit with you know hanging off the side of a mountain or you know blowing up these starfighters like that's what i watch this stuff for is like that's this is the stuff that drags us out of the Clone Wars into Rebels, like the pre-Empire days, which takes us into the Civil War stuff. And um, really awesome. Like you, those tie, the, I mean, I'm going to call them TIE Fighters, but yeah. it almost looked like the Jedi Starfighter combined with the two wings. It sure did. I'm like, it, it, this, this episode, like visually, like they don't necessarily call out everything, but like visually, this is like a very clear transition episode between just mm-hmm. what you're talking about, the Clone Wars and this Galactic Civil War. Just how kind of what the point of this show is, is that transition between those two. And just that they're finding like these awesome little stylistic ways to show that, that this is, this is the, the in-between, this is the evolutionary period. We're seeing the evolution of the armor and the ships and the, like all those things. Like those, <laughs> those ships look super cool. They did. I do. And it's find... like they were surprised when they couldn't shoot them down very quickly and efficiently because TIE fighters are super maneuverable and well, we haven't seen that yet. I do find it interesting. And I guess this is just the emperor's kind of greed, or I guess, I don't know what you want to call it, but it's interesting that would it be his new groove that, that could be it. That could be one way of saying (laughs) that, but it's, it's fascinating that the innovations take place after the war is over. I mean, I guess you could you could make the argument, well, the Jedi are gone, so he can do whatever he wants now. Um, but it is... I, know, there, I mean, there were innovations taking place during the war. Like, they continued to kind of incrementally, but it wasn't like, oh, we've created the tank. Like, that was the Death Star, essentially, was we've created, like, between World War One and World War Two. like, now we have a tank. And that has changed warfare fundamentally. Or now we have gunpowder. Like, yes. that's that's what the Death Star hypothetically was, was we've fundamentally changed what warfare is, because now we can blow up planets. Mm-hmm. Like, well, that does change things. It, when you can kill, you know, everyone. Everyone. All the time, that, that does yeah. change things. Um, I, I'm just going to call this out because it happens, and it, it's something we talked about a few weeks ago is happening. Um, Gonky, the gonk droid, coming into play. Um, being critical for keeping the Havoc Marauder alive. Um, you know, this was a few weeks ago when when Omega says, you know, everybody has their role, everybody's going to play a part. 
um, it, it was a little, it wasn't on the nose to me. Like, it was a callback. You had to pay attention to the show to kind of be like, oh, well, that's why Gonky's around is because Gonky fixes, you know, can help fix the ship or get the, the shields back up to full power. I don't know. I, I kind of liked it a little bit. It's a little, it's a little kitty. I understand that. Um, but I liked it and it was a nice touch. Um, I'm a soft touch for stuff like that. It was, it was kind of cool. It doesn't add or detract from the, from the series, but I did like the fact that it was included. Um, I'm taking it that you don't have very much gonky feedback for me. I mean, yeah, go, he was, he was great. <laughs> like, yeah, everyone has their, has their little part to play and then he gets shocked out of existence and I'm sure we'll see him back because it's a gonk droid. He's no like, chopper. Yeah. It's a little, it's a little on the nose. Like, yeah. He's, okay, he, cool. Like beat us over the head with everybody has a, has their own mm-hmm. part. Like we got it. Like He's even, not even chopper. a little, even broom boy has his own part to play. You know, you know that I like Broom Boy, and I really need to fucking know what happens with the rest of Broom Boy's story. Oh my god, I really do. And not in like a Marvel What If kind of manner, but like a direct, like, I need a movie for Broom Boy. Like, that needs to happen. But, the final thing, the final thing to talk, maybe, maybe Ryan Johnson will come back and tell us Broom Boy's story. Um, but... (laughs) If they they allow him. I I did want to ask you... So Hunter, once again, um, is our, our sacrificial goat. I mean, he's been shot. He's been, you know, now he's been left behind on a planet. He's clearly in the custody of the Imperials um, at the end of this episode. What did you think about Hunter's sacrifice? I mean, other than duh, it had to duh. happen. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that, no, that's, I mean, that's pretty, that's pretty much how I felt about it. I was like, oh, okay, cool. Like, here's the heartstrings moment. And you know, like, who knows what's who knows what's gonna happen. Like, I really hope he doesn't. Like, we don't lose Hunter. Like, I hope it's not like killing off one of the Bad Batch. But I, I I'm just like, yeah, it had it kind of had to happen. And as soon as like he didn't make the jump to the ship, I'm like, oh, okay, well we traded out one for the other. Like, I've mm-hmm. I've seen this I've seen this story before. So hopefully they do something interesting with this story. Like that would be instead of just like this, like there's two directions that normally you can go with it. Like either they're the sacrifice now and they've given up their lives to save their friends, or now we have to rescue them and they're, you know, they've they're easily rescued and everything's fine and everyone lives happily ever after and the good guys win and the bad guys lose. It's like I hope they do something interesting other than like fall into those two tropes. We'll see. Yeah, I, I will admit. I mean, my first thought was, you know, this is this is exactly how we finished, you know, the Mandalorian. It's kind of, it's kind of how we finish pretty much every season of Clone Wars with one big bat, you know, big battle, and we got to go rescue somebody. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, part of me wants him to be rescued because I do like Hunter a lot. Um, but part of me says, like, I appreciated the fact that they didn't come back and rescue him in some off-the-wall, you know, ridiculous way. Um, that would have been dumb. So I thought it was, re- it was, it was more realistic that the way that they, they, they put him, you know, in, in captivity here. Like, he's not getting away. He's not, 
he's not do he's not going to just be able to magically make this better. Um, yeah, and it looked like for a minute he was about to start fighting, and like, okay, I'm going to sneak out. I'm going to do my normal like bad bat shit, like mm-hmm. do my hood rat shit with my friends. Exactly. And, and then he's like, you know what? Let's live to fight another day, and just like puts it away. I think that he made the only choice he could have, but I mean, I 100% would not have been surprised if he's like, let's go. Like, I'm going to fight it out. Which I can't, Um, I can't call, I'm trying to remember like the specific like shows and movies, but we've seen that exact scene in so much, so much stuff. mm -hmm. It's like the hero is surrounded and they choose to fight another day because they know that they can still, still escape. Yeah. I, I think this set up the, I mean, it, it, the, I guess the coda to this episode made perfect sense. Like I 100% part of me thought during this episode, like maybe this was a setup um, from, from crosshair to like make this secret military base out in the, you know, the woods and like have the batch come to him. I like it better that he didn't do that. I, I really hope that this was just like a happy accident that, you know, the, the batch happened to go out here to rescue Gregor, and this is what happens, you know, you can't win them all, um, and now you're you're caught, and you're stuck. Um, I don't know. I, I, I don't know how it's going to end, um, and I'm, I'm excited for that. I like to not know. I hope that it's not predictable. I, I, I think you've, you kind of outlined my two, my two worries, is that they're going to go with the predictable route of like, oh, we got to go rescue him, or, you know, we're going to leave him in custody for the end of the season. I, Do something weird. I I really hope. So my my hope is, instead of leaning into like that, we got to go rescue him. Like I know Omega's going to do that. Like I know that's going to be like what we start the next episode with because they've been doing really good at being like okay, this is the, this is directly after kind of thing, mm-hmm. especially with these kinds of, these kinds of like narrative lines. So my, my honest hope is that instead of it being like, okay, let's turn around, let's figure out how to rescue him. That it's, that it's more about the mind game between Crosshair and Hunter. And that we see that. And that it's I like, okay, we can't that. go rescue him yet. We need, and the bat, the rest of the batch is like, okay, we have to figure out how to get back to a spot where we can go rescue him. But they're not just like turning around and going back. But it's the mind game between those two, and that we see some some progress towards like, okay, well, if you're not, if this is actually who you are, this is actually what you believe. Let's take the chip out of your head and see, kind of thing, that we get to a point where. Crosshair is ready to have the chip taken out because, hey, fine. You want it? Mm-hmm. I'm on the. I'm in the right, and I'll prove it by taking out this quote mind control chip thing that you have. Like, I'll figure it out. Uh, and that maybe Hunter convinces him, or maybe that's what we see in the finale. Is that you know Omega? They come back to rescue him, and they're like, okay, you want to? Uh, fine. If you want to kill us, kill us all. But take out the chip first and do it with your own mind, kind of thing. Uh, as opposed to this like question of, wait, is this who Crosshair is, or is this who the chip is making him? And this is the last like holdover between the clone, what the clones were, and what the Empire is becoming. Because 
he's not he's the clone he's still a clone and the clones are there for the republic they're not there to oppress people they're there for the republic and we've we see that transition like the clones are like wait this this whole oppressing thing is wrong so they have to bring in other people and convince them that it's wrong or convince them that it's the right way to go that oppressing people and that's what's bringing justice to the galaxy and it's it's not the clones anymore like that like you were talking about an episode or so ago like the order 66 thing like is is order 66 like is that is that it like that's the only the only thing um and then they they're kind of on their own after that and trying to figure out what's right what's wrong i I would be very interested to see uh, see that kind of storyline and that kind of like narrative nuance and depth as opposed to just like a let's do a rescue mission and crosshairs the bad guy. Like I, I would love to see that conversation of is it bad because I was programmed to think it was bad or is it bad because I actually believe it's bad? This is why I love winding you up and just letting you take on shit <laughs> because that is you consistently go so like further than I ever was like thinking about of like no, I was just like, uh, oh, I just don't want to see the same thing over and over again. And you're like, okay, let, <laughs> let's explain why you said that. And you say it so much better than we could have ever hoped for. Um, Danke. Honestly, it's just, I like the fact that we have options. I like the yeah. fact that we're coming into this. This is good storytelling. This yeah. is just good storytelling. And I'm pleased, even on... I mean, this is still not I, an A plus episode, but yeah. it's it's good. It's it's, it's much like it's much better than last week. Mm-hmm. Like I just I hope Filoni and the rest of the like gang give the viewers credit enough to not do the standard narrative. Like, hey, let us see something new. Like, let us see something with depth and nuance. Because I I feel like it's it's there. It's like it's low in in my brain. It's low hanging fruit. And it's something you could easily do to just blow this narrative out of the water and make it one of the one of the best like Star Wars kind of stories. That's to me why the Mandalorian stood out because mm-hmm. it was new and it was yeah. it went there and it was willing to take risks. And I hope I in hope spite that... of what all the inside the magic says. You know what? We didn't. You know, we didn't cover that. We didn't cover that story this this week. We'll wait till the end, and then I'll, uh, if I remember, I'll come back to it. <laughs> let's no, let's finish the goods part. No, I mean that. That's it. That's what I wanted to cover this week. There was several really good parts of this episode. There's stuff that I could have done without, but it was few and far between. Honestly, it's like a lot of the a lot of the rebels like arcs that we've seen. Where I, I know we've said like multiple times through season one and the first half of season two where it's like okay yeah this is the beginning of the arc like that we've we finished on a down note that it's just kind of okay here's you know you you have the the narrative arc where you start out high you end up going low and then you rise up for kind of the end of it mm-hmm. that that's that i mean that's where we are we're on the down slope and maybe going up just a little bit for the next two and i, I thought that was one of the things that clone wars did so well was like the the narrative arcs that they had were just, they were so good. And then you get all the filler episode bullshit 
you're like, mm-hmm. oh god, okay, let me make it through this dumbass episode where they're they're gonna track down whatever in this one spot and we'll never see that character again. But like the three to four episode arcs were just amazing. And it's the I mean that's honestly what kept me going through six seasons of it was mm-hmm. the structure of those arcs. And I was like, let me get to the next arc because I know it's gonna be fucking awesome. That was that was kind of I feel like we all I feel like we all were there with Clone Wars. I mean after you get past the first like, hey this is amazing um, right. There's a Star Wars animated show. You realize, I mean, it's like we, we say consistently, Star Wars is constantly reinventing itself for a new audience every 30 years. This is, this is a not, it's not intended for our audience quite yet. It grows as the audience grows up, but it started very young and it was, it was aimed at a young audience, but. Right. I mean, the show is for kids. Like the, these movies are for kids, and it mm-hmm. teaches lessons for kids to like, hey, look out for each other. Like, I, 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 I honestly, when you go to the, like the real world, it's it it makes no sense that there are, there are people that act the way they do that don't look out for each other. It's like you grew up on the same shit I did. Like, mm-hmm. I don't understand how you took the message of the empire away, and I took the message of the rebellion, going, hey, look out for those that are oppressed. You should help people. That's that's like not that's not that like out like there. literally Jesus actually. Yeah, kind of yeah. like that. It's like weird. Like, how did you how did you read through read through the Bible and take the message of the Pharisees and go, that's the good one. Uh, we want to mm-hmm. do that, or take the hey, that's the message of the empire. Yeah, we want to spread that. Anyway, that's total totally aside. But I I don't know. I I still I still think this was a okay episode i guess still mm-hmm. like meh but i know when i go back and look at it in the context of episodes 14 15 16 i like i know this is going to be perfectly set up to mm-hmm. get us to where we need to go for if they go for another season or if they stop here like this is going to be like th- this is going to be a perfect setup for it so i i have faith that they're going to do that well with the storytelling and even if it's not what i want to see like the my my particular fan theory or soliloquy, this episode soliloquy uh, that it's still going to be a good arc. Like they've been, I don't know if you finished season seven yet. Not yet. Not yet. Oh man. But like the arcs on that are just like, like chef's kiss. Like they are perfect. And it is, it is like encapsulated storytelling. Here we have, we're going to tell, I mean, it's, it's like four episodes, but you're like, this is a movie. Like, I should just watch this as a movie. Why do they even have credits? Just roll into the next one. And it's kind of like that. And I think that's what these last three episodes are going to be. That's what I, that's what I'm hoping for. Um, and I think, I think that's what we're going to get. Um, but yeah, I, I, look, I mean, I, this was back to what I, I look for in these episodes. Um, and I got what I wanted this week and I'm happy because I got what I wanted. Um, I'm excited for, for the next, you know, version. I'm excited for next week's episode. Um, yes. And I think that's that's what I wanted is to be able to go. I'm excited again. I'm ready to see. I'm ready to see more. Um, you know. Bring I want to see everything. the rest of the movie. Yes. Like it. Like what if what if we just what if we just watched Empire Strikes Back when until they exit Hoth, like. 
That's what? what? Like, no. It's not no, a recipe for success. Where, where's the rest? <laughs> True story. I actually watched uh, Empire Strikes Back before I, or before I saw A New Hope. That was the first Star Wars that mm. I ever saw. And I blame my father because he knew that there was another Star Wars movie out there. Um, but that was my 12th birthday gift was we went and saw the expanded or the, the new version of the Star Wars uh, Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> the re-release? I fell in love with Star Wars watching the Snowspeeders take on the oh, AT-ATs. That was... How, however, however you are brought to the universe is mm-hmm. fine by me. Like, hey, any anyone... Like, that, I, I feel like canon. that's what we've been saying. Like, how yep. anyone is brought to this universe... Glad you're here. Because like, we like it. it. We want you to and like we, it too. We want more of it. We want exactly. to share that. Exactly. And I think that is a wonderful, happy note to finish this episode on. All right. Anything else you want to cover tonight? Are you good? No, I, I finished my rant about Inside the Inside the Magic. That was just the one I saw earlier, and I was just like, good. Are you kidding me? Like, oh, I finally God. got rid of Inside... Or we got this covered off of my fucking, like, Google feed. Like, all that we got this covered has been replaced by Genshin Impact stuff. And then I saw this one from Inside the Magic, and I'm like, ah, yeah, I'm a sucker. Fucking so I don't know. All I, I guess all I got is go play Republic Commando. I'm I'm seriously considering <laughs> taking the Republic like, Commando Like, it's gotta book. be on Steam. I, I'm thinking about taking the books with me the beach honestly just because i want to read them again and they're fucking phenomenal yes you should read hmm what should i read the new star wars books that are coming up i have Um, i have it on my kindle i'm i i forget the ones that i finished light of the jedi and um i think it was into the dark i i just commented on someone's facebook they were like oh man we're about to read this one and i'm like hell yes i'm excited to read that one you like like into the dark was really I liked Into the Dark a lot. Okay. Uh, like I, I wish, I wish it was a, like I wish it was a TV show because I would love to see it. Like it, it in, at least in my head, like it okay. was, it was super cool. Well, uh, I, just, I think that one's, I think that's the Claudia Gray one. I just finished a book, so I'm, I'm pending a new book, so I might start. I mean, it's sitting there waiting for me. I've currently I just need got to read it. I'm yeah. three chapters into. Uh, I think it's. That's not Peace Docs. Uh, not the newest Dresden Files book, but the one right before it, because I was trying to save it, because I love binge reading those, binge reading Dresden Files. They're so good. Isn't reading <laughs> fucking fun? The more old, the older you get, the more I appreciate reading. Like I don't I know don't why. Have time for it. I used to, I, I used to read like a maniac when I was a little kid. Mm-hmm. Like, like I read all of Michael Crichton, like everything Michael Crichton had to offer before I was in like fifth grade. Like I read all of it and then moved on to like Tom Clancy and Stephen King and read all of it. Like, you know what Kristen said to me the other day? We were watching we were watching this like the making ofs on Netflix. We watched the one on Jurassic Park and she goes, I've never seen Jurassic Park. I want to see Jurassic Park. And I was like, I don't think I've ever loved you quite as much as I love you. you should put that in the group. Kristen will uh, have a kitten. That's like Does, Kristen's favorite movie. Does she like Jurassic Park? She loves Jurassic Park. Uh, I think we're going to put like, that in the group text. Loves Jurassic Park. Like, super excited for the new one. Like, uh, what is it called? The new one with Bryce Dallas, or... Bryce Dallas Howard? No, like or the, the, new, the one that hasn't come out yet. 
Because okay. we've watched we've watched all the like Chris Pratt, Bryce Dallas Howard runs already, and like there's a new one coming out. I forget what the subtitle is, but anyway, Jurassic Park's phenomenal. That was that was one of the first. That's the first adult book I have memory reading. I read Jurassic Park, the actual book, when I was in like second grade. I read it. Again, I read it six times. I used to bring that when we go to Tennessee, sixteen hour drive, and I'd read that book like three times. And I love like. Rainbow Six. The book was so good. I love Rainbow Six too. That, that was, that <laughs> I read was all nice. of Tom Clancy, all of Michael Crichton, all of Stephen King before I was in high school. Yeah, man, I love that. Well, shit. I guess not all of Stephen King. I I finished it in junior year, but, but high school was. It, it, like, I I'm trying to find the joy in reading again. So like after I. I'm struggling to get through Dresden Files, but just just because it's like time and energy and all that stuff, mm-hmm. uh, and and every every page I read of Dresden Files, I'm like, God, I wish this was the fucking golden age of the Republic. Like, and I, so I'm like, I need to go back to it because it like I know it I know it's taken heat and it's not like it's not a Skywalker story, so people are not as right. into it, but. Like it, I feel like it's a compelling narrative. It's a compelling universe, like we talk about it here all the time. And I I, I'm just like, man, I I need to get back to back to that one. I want to read more in that universe, and I still got to finish the newest, uh, the Thrawn Ascendancy trilogy, which yeah. I think the new one, the the like third one comes out here in June. Yeah, yeah. Like, like a month. I'm doing those on Audible. I, I fucking love listening to the way they do those. Honestly, that they, they do the characters' voices so well. So. All right. Anyway, we... that's all. That's all I have. I suppose is this like it, it's our stinger rant about books. <laughs> and go read Golden Age of the Republic. Read Dresden Files. <laughs> like read, I'm not going to put this part on the read. podcast. This part will. This part will not go on the podcast. I'm putting clothes in the closet right now. Um, this part will this this part is for us. This is just us having a conversation <laughs> right now. But all right, bud. I oh, know well, you're in busy. that case. <laughs> I know, I know. This is the part where you tell me to fuck off. But oh no, that wasn't. Uh, I was gonna say uh, I've, I've been going to the bathroom for the past ten minutes. Oh well, good but that's for not you. True. I I haven't. <laughs> <Just, laughs> kidding. Now it's gonna make it into the podcast. Uh, it might now. <laughs> it it very well could make it's it. It's okay. The I'll never hear it. Right now. <laughs> I, I won't hear it until I'm like actually have a fucking chance to train for my PTS again. Oh, man, I need to get my ass back in the gym. I I haven't been in the gym all week, and I, I can I can feel it. I've been a little under the weather, and I thought I might have had COVID, but thankfully I don't. Whew. I tested, so. Dang, it's coming! Exciting. It's coming back. I know. Trust me, I saw it all this week. So, all right, bud. Yeah. Have a yeah, good we, evening. I mean, we gotta we gotta finish the. Oh, like, I, was I, gonna... I don't know how you're gonna put in the May the Force be with you, but oh, shit. let me write. Let Man. me try and stamp this because I'm gonna. Have That's to what I'm off. saying. Do you, you should just put in this whole little soliloquy. I was have the little cut out of like all the of our of our couple of extra news stories back at the beginning, and then you just feel like and. All right, back you ready? into the in continuity. <laughs> For the Imperial Captivity, and really, I'm just reading uh, Star Wars Wiki right now. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Well, Snark, I think that's all we had to cover this week. What about you, sir? And more. (laughs) I think this is the... And so much more. This was was the creative. 
way to do an episode. Um, yeah, the editor's hands are going to be full busy. for this one. We're at 94 minutes. This is one of our longest episodes ever. Which We're going to have weird. some editing. We're going to have yeah, some editing so to do. so hopefully y'all only hear an hour of this. <laughs> like, if not, good God, I feel for you. Well, we'll see what happens. We'll, we'll let We'll let the snark take us out as he always does, sir. May the force be with you. May the force be with the editor on this one. Force see, be with everyone. See you guys and also week. with you. <laughs> Bye, guys.